The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Listen, the Sexy Athlete Bundle, available at mindpumpmedia.com, it combines MAPS Aesthetic. Tell me is, why I want this. It's, com- it's because these two programs melded together. We've actually taken these two, combined them, mixed this together, and made a very sexy mobile baby. That's what we've created. So you get MAPS performance. You get MAPS aesthetic. We teach you how to use them both together. If you're more performance oriented, the mod in there teaches you how to incorporate some aesthetic components for MAPS aesthetic. Mm. If you're more aesthetic component uh, uh, minded, then we te- we teach you how to incorporate some of the MAPS performance aspects into MAPS aesthetic and give you some of that mobility. At the end of the day, you become a sexy athlete. Don't just look better. Well, I would say this, that this is very similar to how I train. I think it's similar to how you train too, right? Where it, I have, I've kind of a blend. This of, is what I've done now. Yeah, that's, and I think that's what inspired us to, to do this mod was so many people have been asking us, you know, how do you guys train currently right now? And, you know, we're always doing some sort of a modification to our MAPS programs and always playing and changing things. And I would have to say that, this is probably how I consistently train is, is somewhat of a flexible. This is the closest, I would say. Yeah, maps in black blended together. And depending on how my body is right now, whether I'm feeling really tight or I'm feeling really strong or whatever, is which one am I focusing more right. on? And the way you combine them, you just continue going through them and you cycle through the different phases and you combine the phases. You use mobility sessions and focus sessions together in harmony. Mm. Uh, this is, again, mass performance. Maps aesthetic with a mod showing you how to blend them together, all combined uh, at a massive discount, and it's available at mindpumpmedia.com. Get it. All right, let's give away some shirts. Doug. Shirt, t-shirt time, Douglas. T-shirt time. Tizzle, shizzle. All right, ten reviews. What the fuck? I know. Very really? disappointing. What's going on here? I don't know. Do people not like free stuff? How about this? You leave a good review, we'll sell you a t-shirt for 50 bucks. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> Listen, you leave us a review, you'll probably, if it's a good one, you'll probably win a brand new Mind Pump t-shirt. And these are limited. They're limited. We're not going to make them forever. I promise you, they will not be made forever. Well, who are, we, who are we hooking up, Doug? We have Crod 22 Rest Your Ankles, and Wicked One. All, all winners. All you guys win. Yes. Winner, winner, Send winner. your name, the one I just read, to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com, your shirt size, your mailing address, and we'll get that out to you. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. There's something to be said about the creativity sparking effects of altering your state of consciousness. Just... Changing your state of consciousness will have you looking at things a little bit differently. So, mm. what are they doing? So, over here in Silicon Valley, you got all these executives. Uh, what do they do? Microdose mushrooms and LSD. Yeah. Do they? And, yeah. They, they, dude, they it's, they a, it's a thing, dude. It's I've a thing. They're lacking that. creativity. I've heard you say that, but I actually don't. I don't know anybody personally. Yeah. I asked the high level executive, and amongst them, they do these sort of like retreats every now and then. Okay. Yep. So you're like, <laughs> you do retreats, you know, in quotes, and they're in like a tent and a sweat lodge and all that. And I'm like, there's some drugs going on. Bro, create. I mean, you know, the Silicon Valley is driven by creativity. They're going to do everything they possibly can to get 
you know, to that place. Well, where this just... nootropic, like they, I mean, they love that. But anything that can affect the brain and give them, you know, some kind of like advantage. Dude, like probably half the people at Burning Man are probably from the Bay Area. That's well, nootropics are, I mean, I, what, when would you say it really started to get hot? I mean, for me, I didn't know much about it till the last probably two years, maybe two, three years tops. And I, I, that's one of the reasons why I was so excited about Chimera. I just think it's brilliant for mm-hmm. them to be uh, combining that and then to go the all natural route. Because, I, you know, when we mess around with the synthetic stuff, I wasn't a big it's fan. Not the same. You guys didn't like it, right? Because I, I had know. you guys try uh, Parisitam. We tried it all. You guys I tried I got headaches and diarrhea, right? Yeah. No, wait, happened. wait, wait. They gave you diarrhea too or just headaches? No, just I, headaches. I'm just messing. I had some yeah. headaches. from. I had some Anal bleeding. From, <laughs> you know what it is? So what happens, what happens with the synthetic nootropic, this is why you got a headache. Is oh, tell me. It, tell this me. is why. Tell me, nerdy Sal. Why this is I why. Got a headache. So a nootropic is like. Tell me, nerdy Sal. It's like nitrous, right? It's like boosting your your brain's capabilities. But if your brain's capability isn't that much, mm. <laughs> it, it, it just overloads. <laughs> it overloads. It. I see. No, that's actually that's why it's not working. That's actually a common side effect with the synthetic nootropics is uh, headaches. A lot, a lot of people uh, yeah. who don't like them will get a headache. Not a I fan. luckily never get headaches from them, but um, if when I've taken the synthetic stuff. You know, I like them, but then uh, the effects start to wear off, and I start to get negatives. Where I don't get that with the alpha GPC, that you know, the you know acetylcholine, you know, you know the the, the more natural nootropics. I don't get that that build oh, up that that's tolerance. Why Chimera to me has been like, Wah. it's amazing. It's <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Wah. Wait. It's fucking. Somebody's gonna make a ringtone out of that. (laughs) Oh, please, please! Can you imagine that just going? Please, somebody, somebody, please! God damn it! Turn that off. Take, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna order our listeners right now. Somebody, one of you, please take a singing clip of Adam (laughs) and make a ringtone. We will make that shit go viral. I will use that. You may may get rich. I want one percent, by the way. (laughs) I want one percent of that. Uh, no, I uh, I love Chimera Coffee. Number five. Has, I was just talking to somebody the other day, and they told me they're like, "Oh yeah, I don't really drink coffee because of the crash afterwards." I'm like, "Dude, you have to try Chimera then." Because yeah, but they have to drink it consistently. You tell people like, drink it more than once because yeah. the effects get better right. after you drink it like four or five times. I, I noticed it right away. I know you said that because you you talked to somebody on our forum who didn't feel like this. You know, come on, you're not gonna. It's it's coffee still. You're not gonna all of a sudden feel this like. If you're trying to compare it to cocaine or steroids or something crazy that you is that annoying that you have to describe? Because like supplements, like this is all they do. They they try and preach this immediate effect. Yeah. you know, it's like like people feel like it's irrelevant unless they feel something immediately. That's why pre workouts yeah. are so popular. It's like, dude, it's just loaded full of stimulants, dude. All that shit that you're taking, there's nothing magical happening. No. You're just sweating your dick niacin off because it's got everything else. Yeah, like 900 milligrams of ni- niacin with fucking 900 milligrams of caffeine, you know, throwing the, yeah. and ephedra and all these other fucking you know, extracts. Yeah, I'll do like, jumping jacks because you, of that. Yeah, you know what sure. they do? You know what they do? They're like, okay, let's take 400 milligrams of caffeine and put it in a very tasty powder. Yeah. And, yeah. and then like sprinkle a bunch of shit that we can put on the I label. feel like they just took tang. You know what I mean? And just put some shit in it. God damn it. Right? Why don't well, we do that? Did. What happened to Tang? I don't huh? know what happened to Tang. Which what kind of, to- wait, are you guys talking about the drink or the... Tang. Or, 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 I thought you were talking about... Tang. I thought you were talking about Tang. Not yeah. Tang. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. It's Tang, man. Did you say Pootie Tang? I yeah. did. I thought it was Poon Tang. Well, one was a movie and Poon Tang is another thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah but, whatever happened to Tang? Is um, it still a company? The astronauts ate it all. It's like a sugary drink that's pretending to be orange juice. I feel like Doug should know this. It could be... Kool-Aid? Yeah, I never I got know. into What's it. What's the difference between Tang and Kool-Aid? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Well, one of them's orange, I, I want. Let me ask you this. Doug will know this. Doug, uh, do you remember Ovaltine? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I recall Ovaltine. it, yeah. Did, Doug, do you remember Ovaltine? <laughs> do you guys remember Ovaltine? <laughs> That's a dick call, right? Do you guys remember Ovaltine? Uh huh. It's yeah. like the original like supplement powder. You know, Powdered give it to your kids. Cocoa. Ovaltine. It's got nutri- chocolate milk. It's got vitamins and minerals in it. It's yeah. fucking. It's like malt. Tang like was used malt. early uh, NASA manned space flights in 1962, and uh, John Glenn conducted eating experiments in orbit. Tang was selected for the menu. It was used during some Tang did to Tang Tang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tang Tang. Uh, 2013. Buzz Aldrin said Tang sucks. Tang. <laughs> I don't know Buzz why Aldrin said yeah. You know what? He's such a. I want a T-shirt with that. Buzz oh, Aldrin is a uh, fucking great asshole. Like I mean, yeah, in the yeah. greatest way. Like, oh yeah, he I guess tells he, it like it is. He was approached by some fucking uh, uh, dude that's like I don't remember. It's like this. These, either it's it was either like the people who think the Earth is still flat, or <laughs> someone who says that there's aliens on the moon or whatever. But he called Buzz Aldrin like a liar. Like you've been lying, and then he fucking punched him. Oh yeah, yeah. wasn't that no? It was because they they thought that they filmed the whole oh going yeah to they the faked moon, it right? That's they right. faked it. That's why he punched him. I remember that. Speaking of which, they're on Facebook. Okay, I should find the name of this shit. My God, I was on this this page. The on flat Facebook. Earth community. Did you guys see that? No, but I've heard like this is the talk of the town. Like it, all these. Oh, here we go. It's the Earth emerging. Is, no, no, the Earth no. is flat again. It's, yeah, this no, is no. becoming popular it's again. The flat. Ready for this? Okay, because we're trying to grow our social. I knew it wasn't round. We're trying to grow our social oh, media shit. we're trying to get big right how about this the flat earth society these are people who believe in uh that the earth is flat and yeah it's i'll believe in flat conspiracy. earth when i see flat titties nine <laughs> right ninety-two thousand people titties aren't flat Ninety-two thousand people like this sometimes and you read some of the shit and it's like these and they they create these like they're trying to create uh like evidence why the earth is flat and why it's been this huge cover-up this entire time. And so I'm like, the, don't you see the fucking moon? So the fo- That's round. What do you think this is? So the, I know. <laughs> the, fo- the photos that Weird. we have from sp- those are all manipulated? Bro, the, it's, Photoshop? it's all fake. It's all... Oh, they don't believe in, in satellites, that's apparently. That's yeah, what I mean. They, like, they believe that, that like the like planes like fly and take images and then like come back down on bro, land. Bro, I'm telling you right I, now. I, I wow, that's it fascinating. Is. I'm telling you right now. If you go on... It's the, hard for me to boggle. The Flat Earth Society. They, Can we get a flat globe? They do, flat globe. they do all these posts. <laughs> Can you do that? Is that possible? Yeah. No, they think it's a pizza. That's they, what you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like this flat pizza. But they, they they make like the case for it. Like they try to find evidence for it. And I feel like, like we could market and sell a lot of stuff to these people. Yeah. You we know should, what? Whoa. It's true. That's a yeah. good idea. Because instead of making fun of them, why don't we market and sell something to them? Shit to them. That's yeah. what ninety-two thousand people believe this. Yeah, mm. I, there, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and there was a post. I think that was the name of what it. Is, how does that? How does that quote go? Sometimes uh, the majority. The majority isn't always right. Sometimes the majority just means all the fools are on the same side. Oh come on, man! At one point, no. a majority of people supported the crazy shit, slavery, and all kinds of shit. Doesn't mean nothing. But anyway, flat Earth society. Hilarious. I don't know how we went from Tang to that. I wanted to find more out about Tang, and you went to Flat Earth. Tang, Tang, Astronauts, Tang. Dude. Uh, Supposedly, Tang is still being sold. I didn't think it was being sold. In 85, they introduced aspartame to it, and it's still going. And it has something to do with the creator of Jello and Pop Rocks and Cool Whip. <laughs> So no all, shit. All yeah. yummy. Yeah. I, I have not seen. I haven't seen though. Tang did you guys ever drink Tang? I did. Yeah. No. You did? I, was, I loved Tang as a kid. Really? I wasn't a Sunny Delight. I was kid, more of why. a. Oh yeah. That's the. You're either in Sunny Delight camp or Sunny D camp. Oh, I'm sorry. Pussy. Sunny D. Yeah. You like the, You like, you, you like the purple stuff? We didn't to, you sell. We used to beat those kids up. Sal was the purple stuff kid. <laughs> yeah, what really? did I? What did I drink? I no. I didn't get any of that shit when I was a kid. My mom didn't buy that kind of stuff. Although my friends were. Were your parents really healthy about that? Were they good? No, they're just Italian. There's food snobs. Most most Italians are uh, I'm super. That's a sweeping generalization, but they're <laughs> yes, they're, they're kind of like 
we're you know we're kind of like food snobs. Like we like good food, and that's just shit. So I actually, that's I'm, I'm, I, they gave me wine. I'm interested. I brought in, wine to work. I'm to interested school. in your guys' cupboards as a seven to twelve year old. Go real quick. Oh my god! Just tell me your cupboard. Here's the worst shit that Remember I would chicken get. Chicken and a biscuit. Seven. Yeah. Talked about that. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Chicken seven, and a biscuit or cheese. That was there. Like cheese its were bad. That would ooh, be the worst. Easy thing. cheese. Remember that shit. No, cheese never had whiz. That. Like cheese, you, you pour out of a can. Yeah, cheese whiz. What the hell's wrong with us? <laughs> that's fucking that's gross. <laughs> that's so gross. On chicken and the biscuit. On chicken the biscuit yeah, crackers. Exact, thank you. Yeah, that was a money sandwich. That's fucking. You know, gross. we used to do, take like Doritos and then like add a shit ton of cheese and make nachos out of already like nacho fied Doritos. Do you know what kids do now? Kids buy the the fire oh, Cheetos. Kids buy the fire Cheetos now in the bag. They open the bag and then they pour fucking nacho cheese in the bag with the fire Cheetos and then they scoop it and eat it out like that. Well, and God. some even like add chili and do all kinds of crazy right. stuff. They just eat it straight uh, out of the back of that. You just cheese. like that processed seven nacho, layer nacho, cheese, no Velveeta cheese, and then you, and then you dump a bunch of other shit in there, and then you eat it straight out of the bag like that. Can you imagine the diarrhea? Oh wow! Well, you know, you, could you imagine you, you are just altering your gut flora, <laughs> bro? You're you're blowing fire you're out of incinerating your asshole. it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you could. Hundred percent. It's why I have psoriasis, and it came out. Like, I know. I was Twenty five years it old. It was like, bad. Everything was processed. Let's just say, and uh, you know, it was just awful. What about hot pockets? Oh, oh li- yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Bagel bites? Remember, you guys into that? Yeah. No, I never did bagel bites, oh, did. but bagel Hot Pockets, bites. I'd eat to like a million of them. And, because, the, fro- and the frozen burritos? Well, and, you know why? Because I was I started lifting weights at a young age, so I'd look at the, the nutrition yes. facts and I'd be like, oh, these 15, are, 15 grams of protein? These are healthy. <laughs> I'll eat three of these and have yes. all the protein I need. And so I'd eat three frozen burritos in a row in between lunch and dinner. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Crazy. Bagel yep. bites. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. All right, our first question is from Kay Federale. Hey. How does cannabis affect your diet plan? It's <laughs> <laughs> like Fat Albert right there. I, <laughs> I, tried to do, I tried to do a more manly version of my voice, but it didn't so, come out right. <laughs> so Kay is asking. Kermit. Kay Federale is asking. How does cannabis affect your diet plan, and how do you deal with the munchies? Cannabis makes my diet plan awesome. Cannabis Next makes question. Yeah, <laughs> cannabis makes everything better. I think actually, Except it makes you eat orange uh, Hostess cupcakes. Well, so <laughs> apparently, otherwise nobody what? would eat that what? shit. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. All right, we're fucking around, but it's really a good question because it is different strains actually will will promote this. So, um, if I don't know where you get uh, your cannabis from, but uh, start paying attention to the strains that you that you smoke or it, however you're doing this. Uh, pay attention to how you feel from it because not all of them technically give you the munchies. Munchies, uh, I I find I get the munchies when I consume like a sativa. Uh, when I have a heavy indica, it doesn't make me feel that way. But that's me. So that's how my my body is affected by it. And different, and I know what strains will do that. So for me, paying attention to that and knowing uh, when and when I can smoke certain strains. So. And for us, or I think I can speak for us, because uh, Sal, I'm pretty sure, is the same way as I am, is we don't really smoke until the nighttime before I'm ready to go to bed. That's normally about the time that I, probably the earliest you'll ever catch me 
uh, taking cannabis in is probably six or seven o'clock at night, which means I got home early that day and I'm putting my feet up watching, you know, a movie mm. or something. And then I, 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 I melt in the couch. Well, well when I smoked the one with angel dust laced on it, I like to have pop tarts. <laughs> Stupid. Just so you know. Get out of here. You know, here's the thing. Uh, here's what, here's the interesting thing. There's been some studies now published um, showing the relationship between cannabis use and uh, obesity and insulin levels. And what they found is that regular cannabis consumers, and by the way, this is there's a few studies now that have shown this, have fasting insulin levels 16% lower than non-consumers. Uh, they have found that, uh, that they also had 17% lower insulin resistant levels and lower average waist circumferences. In fact, um, major pharmaceutical company or cannabis pharmaceutical company, uh, GW Pharmaceutical, is actually studying cannabinoids for the treatment of pre-diabetes and diabetes and uh, mark my words we will see a fat loss supplement or drug that uses can, uh, cannabinoids phytocannabinoids the ones found in cannabis to assist in the process so cannabinoids affect many systems in the body and the liver is one of them and there is this relationship that we're not quite sure how it works but it does demonstrate in studies that people are leaner uh, when they use cannabis on a regular basis. Now, those of you listening right now, don't go grab joints and start smoking just because of that. There should be, I think you should use it for the right reasons. <laughs> but I think that the science is going to start, you know, uh, figuring out ways to use these cannabinoids to help people lose body fat. So the whole like smoking cannabis makes you fatter because you eat more type of deal, it doesn't add up at all. Uh, the studies actually show the opposite. Now, the other thing too is the, the, the more consistently you use cannabis or the longer you use cannabis, that the munchies kind of, go away like uh, i don't really get the munchies I, I don't know about you guys but i really don't get it well so we anymore. also don't and, you know i'm glad you put this up here because we were talking to our buddy danny who was just here and he you asked him like you know what what does everybody say about us and a lot of his his buddies and other trainers and the people that he works with listens to mind pump you know and we joke about drugs on here all the time so do they all think we're a bunch of druggies and do we do all this stuff and he says no 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 i don't think you guys come off that way so i'm, I'm glad we're bringing this up so we can elaborate a little bit on that like None of us are smoking weed all day long, so it's like we were like that's like a part of our routine. Like I get up and I wake and bake, and then I go to work and I do shit, and then I'm like worried about the munchies. Like I'm not. None of us are smoking that much. I think somebody who's who's battling munchies from smoking weed sounds like you're smoking too much weed. Uh, and my recommendation would to be, and I know a pothead's not going to like to hear that, but you know, pull back. You know, pull back on it. If it start if. If my weed consumption is affecting my goals, then it's it, then it's getting in the way. And to me, it's something that is it's it's not that important. You know, it's not that important for me to have it. I use it for relaxing, for for creativity, for going to sleep. I have a handful of things, and then sometimes I do. I want I want to be I want to be loose and laugh and have a good time in a movie. Sure, I'll fucking use it for that. But it's occasional. It's like anything else that we talk about. We we recommend intermittently. Uh, adding things like that into your lifestyle. If it's something that's into your your routine so often that it's affecting your uh, health goals, you know, to me that that means it needs to take a take a take a seat. You know, well, what they're finding the science with cannabis and cannabinoids and the endocannabinoids, you know, that our body produces and and how phytocannabinoids uh, interact with all those things. What they're finding is that cannabinoids are modulators in the body. Um, they bring balance. And I know that sounds real hokey and, you know, new age. But um, the reality is if you are uh, a cancer patient wasting away, um, cannabis will help you gain weight. 
Um, if you're somebody that is really overweight, they're finding that cannabis use might help you with insulin levels and help your body balance itself out. Um, it can help with a lot of different things, mainly because of the way it, uh, you know, the, the receptors it attaches to, and how those receptors are found throughout the whole body. But they're fine. They, they've they've demonstrated now that cannabinoids communicate uh, between synapses in the brain from the postsynapse to the presynapse. Most chemical signals go from pre to post synapse. That's why the one's called presynapse and one called postsynapse. Cannabinoids do the opposite. They go from to, from you know bottom to top. In other words, it's feedback. It's a feedback mechanism, mechanism helping modulate the presynapse and telling it what to send out more of and what to send out less of. So it's got this kind of balancing effect where if you have a weak immune system, like if you have HIV, it helps strengthen it. If you have autoimmune diseases, which is an overactive immune, overactive immune system, it helps depress it. Um, there's a lot of interesting science coming out with cannabinoids. And uh, the future, I predict, we are going to see some major breakthroughs in medicine because of uh, cannabinoid science. Oh, stop it! Absolutely, stop it! One hundred percent. Major breakthroughs. One hundred percent. I don't. I disagree. I don't what? think we're going to see do you, what? Huh? I don't think we're going to see major breakthroughs. I think. So. I think no. I, yes, the pharmaceutical 100%. companies get a hold of it. Yes. Oh yeah. For no, sure. No, I'll tell you why. Okay. There'll okay, be okay, a lot okay, more studies no, no, done. No, 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 bro, have you seen the cancer here, effects of, 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 of course, cannabinoids? We, and we know it's neuroprotectant. We know all the science behind it. We know the benefits of it. But it's still okay. If it's if it's impeding in other things, if it's if it's causing you to go eat a bag of fucking candy, then that's all moot. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's got neuroprotective. It doesn't matter that it has all these other benefits to it. If it's causing other things in your lifestyle, that which is why I wanted to stop you there because yes, we're we're elaborating all the science and all the positive things that about cannabis, which we're all fans well, of. These these are studies on. You got to understand, there's studies on cannabinoids and how they affect the body. What you're talking about is marijuana and THC in particular. Pharmaceutical companies are looking to use cannabinoids or design cannabinoids well, that's also, I that know, have the positive effects that don't have the I know what you're effect. saying. Yeah. The question was related to cannabis, and you took yeah. a right turn to CBD. Hell yeah. Well, I took to other, other cannabinoids, yeah. but yeah, CBD being one of them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's you took you took a right on there, and here, and that's and now we sound like a supplement company. Mm-hmm. You know, we sound like a supplement company who's promoting something because there is some science that's connected to the benefits of caffeine or benefits to niacin or benefits of something like that. Yes, you can extrapolate some of that stuff and show that the major breakthroughs is it going to ch- change people's lives no is it going are we going to find out that cannabis is the holy grail that you start smoking it now you're going to live forever or you're not, never going to get cancer because you smoke no i don't think that i think that more studies are going to come about and i think more studies are going to show that yes it is a lot better than what we thought it was yes it's stupid that we've been it's been a schedule one drug for as long as it's been that's i think that will be the breakthrough i don't think it's going to be this mm-hmm. miraculous thing that now it's going to take over pre workouts it's going to be the that you know, it's not going to be like that. I don't think that at all. I think that more people are just going to be accepted that it's not this poisonous bad thing that everybody thought it was. Sure, I agree with that. But I'll, I'll, I'm I'm talking about cannabinoid science, and I think we're going to see new new drugs that are going to be used in conjunction with or replace of chemotherapy for some people. I think mm. we're going to see less opiate use because there's going to be cannabinoids that are going to be. Well, that's where I prescribed. see the, the best. You know, in combat to a lot of the you know all, all the different like pain medications that are out there especially like if we can get this this alternative you know in replacement of that it's going to do a lot the problem the problem with that is this is that you know even though you just can't compare so and that's a great one is pain and you can't compare a uh four norcos to a joint 
And even though the, the, the marijuana is the better route for you as far as health and to give you relief from that, for sure, that the way the Norcos is going to make somebody feel it's going to win no matter how how bad it is for us. It's unfortunate that, that that's the that's who that's who we are. Mm-hmm. That's our society. It's unfortunate. It's a and different feeling for sure. It's a it, different mechanism. It is, and it's and it's and it's it's going back to what what uh, you know modern med- or Western medicine is all about is addressing the, uh, the 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 pain right or whatever you got going on versus how it caught finding what, the root. Yeah. yeah. Besides, instead of finding the root cause, instead, and so you can't. They're always going to compare that, you know, and and that Western medicine kicks ass on that part. Yeah. But where it lacks is what's overall healthy. And I don't, you know, I know you're you're optimistic talking like that, and, and I think mm-hmm. and, and I'm with you, and I agree with you. Like I want to see well, all that stuff. It's kind of like saying that functional medicine is going to take over Western medicine. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't. It's see never going to happen. Yeah, but at the same time, it's you know, it's what we want to happen. Yeah, well, yeah. okay. Let me people let, to focus. Let, on. let me make my case a little a little bit better. Okay, so. The endocannabinoid system was not that long discovered, and we're now starting to learn more and more about it. It's it's an area of major research, an area that we didn't even know existed thirty or forty years ago. Um, it's uh, it's it's a a receptor on cells known as a G protein coupled receptor, which is a very these are receptors they tend to target with medicine because it tells the cell what to do on the inside. And cannabinoid receptors are some of the most abundant throughout the body. Within that. Just looking at that, most abundant, one of the most abundant receptors in the body, the receptor we like to target with medicine, uh, it's not, it's basically um, not toxic to activate these receptors in most ways. There's going to be something they're going to find because it's a different way to treat. That's all I mean. It's, it's a different pathway. There's something new. And whenever we find something new or a different pathway to treat things, we have new breakthroughs. And if we came out with a medicine that was able to reduce the amount of chemotherapy someone can use, mm-hmm. that would be a breakthrough. Oh. And, and, the, and the cancer science coming out with cannabinoids is freaking mind-blowing. Even the American government's own you know, cancer.gov website now has a, a segment or a section that talks about how cannabinoids have been found in studies to kill cancer cells. And not only to kill cancer cells in, in vitro, but in vivo, in animals, and in human studies. So hmm. it's. I think there's going to be some breakthroughs uh, in it, and pharmaceutical companies are starting to invest uh, money in it. And you, just, you know that where the money goes, you tend to see yeah. some shit happen. Well, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Major is a strong word. Do I think we'll have, <laughs> continue to have breakthroughs? Absolutely. Am I a fan? Absolutely. But not at the expense of what it could be causing. If... Uh, you know, we you start to promote something and you say like that too much, then everybody. What what do we always do? What do we do as Americans when something good happens? What overdo, do we overdo the show? Everything, yeah. right? It doesn't fucking be matter. The most condensed version ever. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's fitness, if it's cardio, if it's weight training, if it's a supplement, if it's a it's a macronutrient. We find out new breakthroughs. Yeah. If breakthroughs come out that protein is the holy grail for building muscle, what do we do? We start before you know it, we're taking three grams of protein per pound of body weight. If we find out that fat's the holy grail, then what do we start doing? We're taking fucking ungodly amounts of fat. That's just how we are as a fucking nation. And I don't want to be somebody who or I don't want us to represent just because we're pro cannabis that we come out and say a bunch of statements like that and then all of a sudden what does everybody do? Come a bunch of fucking yeah. potheads yeah. and they're sitting around No, it'll be a tool. You know, yeah. it'll be something that will be helpful in the right circumstance. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's not going to be the holy grail and I think that's the point you're trying to make. Of course. And that's, you know, that's important no, to it's make. No, very, very responsible thing to say. So, anyway. Which is weird that Adam said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, <laughs> what man. What the fuck just happened? Yeah. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Rondoneff. 
Why do you never talk about front raises for shoulders? What are front raises? What's, what is that anyway? Front what is raises? a front raise? <laughs> it's not a it's not a side, side lateral, lateral raise. <laughs> front front lateral laterals. <laughs> it's a lateral raise to the front. Uh, there you go. Why don't we ever talk about front raises for the shoulders? It's not that we don't. It's not that we avoid it. It's just that you can, presses are it's superior. Not a sexy topic. You, you yeah. can do presses are superior. Yeah, well, not only the superior, but I mean, you can do front raises if you really want to target the front delts. You really want to add volume to them. You want to. Well, we're still talking about aesthetics. Yeah, you know but I mean, I mean, like, let's talk about spiral movements. But like, every how, how often are you doing that? It's true. Like every press you do, like, is a front raise is a is a front delt exercise, right? A bench press, an incline press, an overhead press. You're getting heavy front delt work every time you do a press, and if your your shoulder workout should be based in presses, that should be the priority of your. Of we your don't talk workout. a lot about any long lever exercises. Think about that Not a lot because right. they're because they're they're weaker. Right. It, the further the weight gets away from your body, the more challenging it is for you to move weight. The more challenging it is for you to move weight, the harder you, harder it is going to be to build strength and build muscle in that. Area. So. You know a front a front raise. Can you do them? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you can do them. Yeah. Why not? But if you're if you're doing them and you're not pressing, you're missing out. Yeah. You're missing out on. It's the, like doing leg extensions without squatting. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. It's another mm-hmm. long another mm-hmm. long lever, right? You're doing a, a long lever exercise that's far from the well, body. It's the just isolating the body. mentality in general. It, it kind of feeds into that of mm-hmm. like isolating. I'm trying to get this very specific part of my muscle and like just this one little range of motion, whereas I'm not really getting the full impact of doing what you know a shoulder press will. Provide. You want you want to know when I do front raises? Trigger days. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Trigger days and focus days. If I if I ever do a front raise at all, it's going to be on a trigger day where that. I'm just trying to get a pump. You know, well, what I'm, yeah. saying? I'm not trying to I'm not trying to fucking smash my central nervous system. I'm not trying to press super weight. I'm going to get a pump on my delts. I'm going to do some front and side raises and get a nice pump and call it a day with my triggers. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, number one, from an aesthetic standpoint, it's rare that I see someone and I think to myself. They have underdeveloped front delts compared to the rest of their body. It's mm-hmm. very rare. Mm-hmm. Like bodybuilders even or you know, amateur bodybuilders. It's usually the posterior deltoid or even the side Excellent point. deltoid. But the front deltoid, very rare where you'll see that be underdeveloped because it's so heavily you know, used with, with presses. Right. Number two, if you're going to do a front raise and you want to really make it a functional exercise, uh, one of the best things you could do is, is lay on a high incline bench where you're laying down on your chest and do a front raise to where you bring the bar all the way uh, up, up to your head or dumbbells up to your head. So you get that scapular retraction. You get that stability at the top. That's where I see a lot of benefit from doing a front raise. But the standard stand-up tall front raise, mm-hmm. not quite as much. I mean, can you guys picture what I'm talking well, about? Well, no, yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. I do like a more of a scaption. So Doug, can, exactly. a bit of a Doug, can you write that down for us to do that as a YouTube today? Because this is a great point. Let's talk about front raises. Like the YouTube. best way to do a front raise. Well, uh-huh. yeah, let's exactly. Best way to do a front raise, why we don't do a front raise. So what Sal's explaining, and we, we've talked about this before on, on uh, Mind Pump TV, is majority of people have uh, somewhat of upper cross syndrome and most people have uh, excessively. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're already rounded and they're already forward. They're already pushing a right. lot with their deltoids. Doing a front raise is only going to make that worse. It contributes to the it problem does. It if just it's con- there. Yes, it contributes to a problem that's already there. It's very difficult to do a front raise. If, so if you can picture the dumbbell all the way out in front of you to where it's uh, perpendicular or parallel to the floor now and it's out like eye level you know imagine your posture at that moment what what what's going on yeah. you're already probably forward and then that that direct stress is normally on that low back and you're trying to counter by arching yeah so it's just not uh, a very uh, ideal move to teach people can you do it yes 
Uh, do I think there's at least five or more exercises superior to it? Absolutely. Well, that's why we started with showing like rear delt and like these other like uh, the shoulder retracting type exercises because it is like an epidemic, this, this upper cross syndrome and this forward position and protraction of the shoulder. So, uh, you know, we want to address the body as a, you know, optimal posture first. So we want to get our place ourselves in proper position and then we can start tweaking around with like the, the development of what we want to get out of the shoulder. From there, uh, that's an it's an excellent question. I'm glad I don't know who picked this. This was salad. I, did, I picked all of them. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> this was a good question because um, we get in this debate a little bit, uh, and this is where you know there's some professionals on uh, Instagram. Like I've mentioned, the hypertrophy coach before. I think his Instagram is pretty solid. He does a lot of really good uh, movements. He's a, definitely a, a biomechanic uh, specialist. Uh, muscle PhD guy, another guy that uh, d- does posts like this. Now, the difference between those guys and us, what I, I would say, is this: is because I don't have anything to disagree with them as with the, what they're teaching. Is I've taught thousands and thousands of clients, and the moves that we teach people and we tell people, we're trying to think of a majority of the population. So I'm already envisioning the people that are listening or watching this podcast or watching our YouTube channel. And what are a majority of them probably suffering for, from or dealing with? And how can I best help them? Teaching them some isolated movement that's super tricky and cool to target a very small muscle that has a very small responsibility in the body. To me, it may be sexy for Instagram, but it's not what's going to benefit that person. So we try, we try and help people with the big things that are going to help them. And then we would get to something like that. I would, of course, people, I could teach somebody a front raise, and we have before. It's just when you talk about the things that are really going to benefit somebody, it's not up there, you know? No. Do your presses. Next question is from 00SilkDrop. Oh, she's on our forum. Are there really flexible body types and strong body types? Oh, that's... Yeah, so there's more to the question, you know, like like people who just naturally are just super flexible but have a tough time getting strong. Mm-hmm. And people who are really strong naturally or, or get strong easily naturally but have a tough time getting flexible. And the answer to this question is yes, absolutely. Do you, think, do you think it's a... Inverse relationship? Yeah. I, mean, I, I do. I'll tell you why. Like, yeah, let's hear this. I'm, I'm, give you I'm some, interested to hear your theory. So I'm going to give you a couple... Uh, let, me, let me ask you guys a question as trainers. You guys have trained people for a long time. You ever get those clients that are super hyper flexible and can move in any direction and you get them to hold a dumbbell above their head or do an exercise and And it's like gumby out a little bit there's no stability Yeah, they got nothing there's no stability and then there's that one older guy that is just fucking solid as shit but he's as tight as a two by four you can't even push his leg back (laughs) but he's strong but he's got tension and strength right right i think it's a central nervous system thing i i i a hundred percent and you're right more and more science is demonstrating that flexibility and strength have much more to do with the central nervous system than they do to the, than they do with the muscles because a central nervous system that's kind of lax is going to allow muscles to stretch and be manipulated and one that's kind of active all the time mm-hmm. is going to maybe make you a little tight and in fact there's some studies that have shown that sprinters who were a little tight were faster uh, than sprinters who are much looser. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't get more flexible and work on your flexibility. It just means that there's 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 that relationship that's going on. And I'll give you another example. If you want to look at, uh, you want to take the, uh, a population of people who uh, whose central nervous systems are developing, who aren't firing with good tension properly, and uh, as a result they're very flexible and movable. 
look at babies and toddlers. Mm-hmm. You know, babies and toddlers' central nervous systems They're are still teaching their still nervous yeah, system, yeah, and they can. I mean, they'll grow up to be tight ass adults, but as babies, they'll put their foot in their mouth and do all kinds of weird shit because their bodies are really malleable because that CNS hasn't really developed that tension. And they're developing all these governings that they're putting in place as far as like, if I'm going to be in this position, I'm going to need to have this reserve here to be able to support me and then press me back into this position. So yeah, I could see that from, so how much of that do you think is a genetic predisposition or is it something learned as you go along? Both. Nurture nature, huh? I I don't know, man. I I would argue more, I would argue more nurture than nature because I think we all are pretty hypermobile when we're born, right? Mm-hmm. Very few people, I, at least I don't know any babies that don't have that crazy flexibility like that. So we all have... <laughs> we're going out stretching babies. We, <laughs> Let me see your baby. Oh, yeah. That's good flexibility. Oh, yeah, we, I that. mean, so we all at one point were there. Splits. So I think it's more of uh, over time, the the neurological patterns that we've created and, and it's just gotten worse over time. And think when you talk about the extremes of both those people, either hyper, you're either super hyper mobile or you're super, super strong. Because those people are extremes of their category, one of you know, one's going to give right. So if you're, but a lot of times you could see the parent, you know, you could see a lot of the same traits with the kid, like growing up. But then again, it could be just the patterns that they they model to them and the lifestyle that they they're right. around. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's, I, I think there's, there's, there's got to be a, there's I mean there's a strong genetic there's both, component right? to it. Yeah, yeah, there is because I've oh, met well, a, then you look at someone like Juji, yeah. which to me that's I mean that's a genetic anomaly, right? Yeah. You look at someone like Juji who is trained 250 yeah. pounds of, of muscle and hypermobile hyper, yeah here's the thing like so it, so we've all heard the anecdote you know oh if you lift weights you get tight i think there's some small truth to that because as i'm strengthening my central nervous system to fire harder and get more tension i may also strengthen its uh governing signal for lengthening that muscle. Mm -hmm. And so this is why it's important when you lift weights, you lift weights with full ranges of motion. You aim for fuller ranges of motion so you get stronger within these new ranges of motion. Otherwise, you may in fact get tight. In fact, predetermining your ranges. Yes, and I've trained uh, you know, athletes that were highly flexible, gymnasts or whatever, who stopped stretching while we were lifting weights or continued stretching but not as much, and they all get tighter. Part of it's because they didn't stretch as much. But a lot of it's because they lifted weights and they didn't lift within those ranges of motion that they normally work in. Mm-hmm. And so they lost some of that flexibility because the CNS started to fire a little harder. Look, you could give someone a muscle relaxer and they're instantly more flexible. Muscles did not get longer in, 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 the, in the 30 minutes it takes for the muscle relaxer to, well, it's to hit it's important. You. The body does this, though. It protects you, right? Like if you're not... If you're not supported, if you haven't done that that range of motion, and then all of a sudden you're putting load on it immediately, like your body needs to tense up to to support itself and support the joint. And so, like that that is why like range of motion, like we're always stressing that so much because your your abilities are going to increase. Yeah, we always think of stretching as making like we think of muscles like rubber bands, and if you just stretch it and stretch it and warm it up, it gets looser and looser, and that's mostly untrue it's really the cns it's your mm-hmm. central nervous system that starts to relax because i could take anybody i don't care how tight you are you can be the tightest fucking person in the world and i can stretch you for an hour and i will achieve a greater level of flexibility within that hour with you i didn't lengthen your muscle in that hour all i did was get your cns to kind of calm down a little bit mm-hmm. and there's techniques that help you do that and you know but it really has to do with that and so i think some people just have these really lax CNS. And it's funny because you'll get, I'm sure you guys have gotten these clients that are super loosey goosey. And to get them to like fire hard with like a heavy oh, yeah. deadlift is so fucking hard Very to teach. Tough. Them. Like they, 
they can't summon the, the that instant strength. No. And that, that's a whole way to, to train. That. And that's why this is so enlightening because, like, if you think about yoga, like, it's the practice of really trying to calm down and, like, you know, like yes. slow your heart rate down. And, Thank you. And, and relax. And, and, like, that's a huge component because you need to calm that system down that everything's going to be okay. Damn, that's a great in point. In this range of motion. That's a great point because you think of yoga and the mood that they try to put you in to get you better at yoga is relax, breathe, meditate. When you're lifting weights, it's the opposite. If I, you want loud music, rock yep. and roll, pissed off, slap me tight, in the face, tight, tight. go lift. I'm trying to get my CNS to fire hard, whereas the other one, I'm trying to get my CNS to relax. So, Doug, write this down. Also, another another thing that I want to do on Mind Pump TV. This reminds me. I was just uh, explaining to a couple ladies that I was explaining to them that they had more range of motion and flexibility than they think. They're. It's more of a neurological disconnect. And I have a little test where I lay them on their backs and then I have them Whoa. take take their knees oh. <laughs> up uh, into their uh, all yeah. the way up as high as they possibly can Here towards their shoulders. And then you pick their feet over your shoulders and wheelbarrow. Yeah, totally. So yeah. Uh, it's a, gr- it's a great way to show people that they actually have the flexibility and joint mobility to get into a very deep squat. They right. just don't have the neurological connection anymore. Uh, so I'll show you. And it also is a great way to show people what their squat stance should look like. So this could be a double whammy to help people. So write that down. I'll make sure we'll go over that in Mind Pump TV. Whammy, whammy. I've got it. All right. Thomas Poucher is asking, what's the one thing you guys don't agree on besides <laughs> cannabis and its uh, future? Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, we've already. Uh, I feel like there's. we always disagree on stuff right now. You know what? Here's the thing. So we agree a lot of the time, obviously, on things. But here's. I think here's why. And this is going to sound real. Uh, I'm going to sound like a dick. You know, oh, I can't wait. The, at the I end of the too. day, when you're looking for the answer to things, eventually the goal is to reach something that is closer and closer to the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you have three people who are researching the, you know, the trying to find the solution to the to the equation one plus one, they will all, if they all eventually find the truth, they'll all come up with the same answer. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's not because they agree with each other. It's, be, it's because the answer is two. They might have a different method or process or whatever, but they're all trying to achieve that that number, right? And at the end of the day, the answer is two. And so, a lot of times, we agree with things because we've all reached the same conclusion through our experience and through our education that there are certain truths when it comes to fitness and nutrition. Um, so for the most part, I'd say we agree. I mean, we disagree on like well, even when kind we, of minor things, I guess. Even or, when we disagree, like there's a lot of times where there's stuff that we disagree on and maybe it doesn't even get, get to air or not. But, you know, let's say I, I disagree with Sal on something. It, it's not because like it's I'm stuck on disagreeing with him yeah. it's at, at that moment. And then when he presents his argument, a lot of times I'll be like, fuck, bro. I hadn't considered it. From yeah. That angle. Yeah. I've never thought of, and, well, and vice perfect, versa. Right. Perfect example of that I think is when Adam was talking about really like fine tuning and tracking everything to its meticulous degree and how important that is. And, you know, and, and me just listening and even Sal interjecting how we kind of do it more intuitively is great. But that's at a different level. Like so if you start out like it is so important and, and, and that, that was such a, a good point to, to you do have to focus on that. You have to be educated in the process from the very beginning. So it's like just considering these things from, you know, somebody from a different level or, you know, just from a different uh, perspective is important. Yeah, I say, you know, I have a good a couple examples I'll use, uh, you know, I'll use for myself first a couple examples of where I disagreed. Um, not like a big disagreement, but I kind of had different ideas. And then um, I was influenced to kind of move in that direction. Now we agree. 
One of them is on uh, mobility uh, type training and how to inject it into routines. And the degree disagreement was that I felt like I would have to trade and be okay with, which is fine, trading muscle size, strength, and aesthetics for increased mobility when in training for mobility. Mm-hmm. And Justin was like the mobility king and he was always hammering at home. And in my mind, I was always like, yeah, I need to work on that. It's good for me, but I know when I do, I'm going to lose some of my gains and I'm going to have to deal with that and that's fine. And then Adam, watching Adam go through it and noticing that not only did he not lose gains, he actually gained gains in performance. It really took me to the level of really agreeing with Justin and Adam both on that level. Like, okay, uh, increasing my mobility and adding mobility work. Not only did it take away, not take away from uh, my my size and strength and my max lift, it contributed to them right away. It wasn't something I had to, you know, uh, I had to consider and think to myself like, okay, I'm going to get a little stronger again later on. But for now, I'm just working on. No, it, it worked right away. So that was that's one thing that I could see. And then on the flip side, you know, uh, when when we all met and we started Mind Pump. And I would talk about things like food intolerances and gluten and gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, it was relatively foreign to both of you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it's, and, it, and there was a little bit of disagreement. It was almost like, well, that's not as important as like calories. And, and then little by little, watching you guys start to piece those things together and start to do them. And it wasn't necessarily that you disagreed. It was just something you hadn't really considered the same way. Yeah. And then seeing your experience, like, like Justin talking about how all of a sudden his acid reflux. Now he figured out how exactly. to control it without drugs. And, and, you know, and Adam with his psoriasis and, well, these things really influence my, my skin. And I didn't even consider that. And so I think at the end of the day, um, you know, especially if you're open-minded and you try as hard as possible to be objective, you're going to disagree with people, but if you keep an open mind and kind of always try to move towards the truth and be open to being wrong, that's a big one, right? I'm going to be open to being wrong. Mm-hmm. Then the, the the truth is the same regardless of you know who you are. You're oh, going to come to the same I, conclusion. Zach Bitter just said it right. We just did an episode recently with Zach Bitter, uh, the ultra marathon runner, and he, I thought he said it really well when he talked about just a lot of people just are un- unaware that they're unaware right now, you know, and we're, we're the same. I mean, yeah. I, I remember when Sal first went ketogenic and, you know, I want to talk about something I was, I was like, fuck that dude. I mean, <laughs> I eat 400 to 600 grams of carbs. Why the hell would I want to go the other way? That doesn't sound appealing at all. Even if you can sit here and rattle off all the science that's coming out right now to support healthy fats. And I was like, it didn't matter to me because I enjoyed the way I ate. I've already proven I can get on stage and be 2% body fat, look awesome eating tons of carbohydrates so why would i even consider that but then when i made the switch i said well you know what? and i remember listening to that episode and, and listening to myself talking you know what an asshole right and i'm like this here we preach all about being open-minded and stuff so you know that's i'm right away challenged myself in that area so i said okay i'm going to go this direction and it completely opened my eyes and it, it changed my relationship with food and that's i mean here i am 35 years old been a trainer for a long time, already proven that I can compete at the highest level, eating a certain way. So I wasn't even unaware that I could be doing it even better than I already was. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could say that was something that I disagreed with him at first, but then once it, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of, I think, any of our uh, disagreement back and forth is never like a stance where Sal or Justin are in one camp about something and I'm in another camp. I mean, it's obvious Justin cares more about sports performance and that he appeals to that more. Mm-hmm. And Sal is all about kind of biohacking and, and into the newest and latest, like better ways of doing things. And I'm most certainly the aesthetic guy like that's So we all have our little camps of things that are, are more of a priority, but that doesn't mean that I think my way is better than either one of their ways or vice versa. So I think... Yeah. 
Um, God, just being able to argue your point well and like, you know, like make it, if it makes sense, like just knowing that, you know, like I'm open to that. Like I'm open to, to information and, and I have to remain that way for me to improve. So I think it's important too, that people know that a lot of times they hear uh, the banter back and forth with Sal. A lot of times I challenge him, not because I disagree with him. I challenge him because I try and put myself in a position of, what do I think people are thinking when he yeah, says that? Right. Like we just did that just right now with the cannabis thing. And he laughed and he made fun of me afterwards. Like, uh, you know, here Adam is being all and he's right because I would be the first one to be all pro marijuana. But because he took that stance, I chose to take the other stance to help everybody else who's listening. It's not a matter of I disagree with what he's having to say. It's that I know some motherfucker that's listening right now is mm-hmm. tuning him out because they already have their well, biased views. I want to represent that biased view so they can hear him explain himself in depth even more, and then we can that's good edu- radio. educate more people that way. That's yeah. just good radio. It, I mean, if you could you imagine if the world operated on the you know on that basis of I would li- I'm open to being wrong. You know, the whole, like, I'm going to seek to understand before I seek to be understood. You know, you guys mm-hmm. have heard that quote before. Yeah, um, I, I, the, the progress in the world would be incredible. I mean, right now we're in the midst of this election season, and elections uh, always polarize the shit out of people, and they're designed to do that. That's what they do. That's, uh, that's, that's the whole purpose of the $5 billion they're going to spend on this presidential election is to polarize people so that you vote for one guy or the other, not because you like them, but because you hate the other guy more. But imagine if everybody for a second said, hmm, I'm going to seek to understand versus trying to get everybody to understand me. I'm going to be open to being wrong. Imagine how uh, how much progress we would make um, and how much more power we would give ourselves versus to these people who you know, influence us in ways that we all know is wrong. Everybody would, everybody would admit, it's funny, you talk to anybody and you ask them, do they trust you know, mega corporations and politicians and they'll all say, no, 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 and yet they allow themselves to be super influenced and they don't listen to other points of view. Um, and I, th- I think that's a horrible thing. Always be open to listening. Always be open to being wrong. I swear to God, you know, you, you're many times you won't be wrong. Many times all you're going to do is strengthen your position. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, every once in a while, somebody blows your mind. Yeah. And that is such a well, great feeling. You know, it's, it's awesome. I, I have to say this because this just happened to us. We did a seminar and this is I get annoyed when when this gets asked. It's been asked several times before. Why do you guys not have a female host on your show? And can I just tell you, I get so many emails that say that. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. And what annoys me about it is Sal and Justin's sex has nothing to do with why they're co-hosts or why we're we're already sexy. (laughs) What what has what has made the the dynamic so special is that I've never met two other humans. Okay, actually three if you include Doug, because Doug's like this also who seek out to to prove their message wrong. Like I am looking for I'm looking for the opposite side. If I have a stance, for example, like if I was, you know, we bring it to religion, right? If I was a Christian, I'm reading Mormonism, I'm reading I'm reading uh reading all the other religions. I want to learn about everything else. I don't want to get so indoctrinated by my way of one way of thinking that I have tunnel vision. And like these men are the same way too. Like we may talk about a certain way of of training and programming or nutrition, but we're at the same time that we're talking about it, we're reading all the stuff that opposes what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that has nothing to do with being a man or woman. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, if, that, if there was a, if there was a young lady that did that, I mean, it'd be awesome. Yeah, to have exactly. Show it, it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, none of that matters. And at the end of the day, you know, it, it's not about your sex or your race or religion. 
at the end of the day, we're all individuals. We're all individuals. And if we respect individuals and, and what they, you know, their rights and their, you know, uh, you know, what they, what they bring to the table, um, then we'll end up respecting all minority groups, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be man, woman, black, white, you know, whatever. And at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's about the individual sitting in this room. And if you guys were all chicks, uh, that'd be awesome. Well, I would love that, but pe- it doesn't matter. Yeah. People have different perspectives and, you know, I get it. Like, so, like, you know, like a lot of females too, they want to have like kind of put themselves into the conversation is like, you know, like represent like where they're coming from. And, you know, like that's why we're going to have guests and that's why we talk to unique people. And, and, and that's why we pull people into the conversation. But as far as like the, the core of what we're trying to do and like the message and everything, like we're, we just try and be, well, I just I, talk, I, it's talk a, about it's, what it is. I know it's a little detour. We always kind of do that, but it just, it, when you guys were, I'm listening to both you talk. Uh, and it just, it's, I continue to fall in love with you. You know, we've been together now for a couple of years oh, and <laughs> you know, it's, there's just not a lot of humans. <laughs> there's not a lot of humans like that. And I've had, you know, we, we talked about, we've had thousands of clients that we've trained. Well, fuck, I've had thousands of trainers that have worked for me, you know, at least a thousand that have worked for me over my 10 plus year career as, as, uh, in leadership. So, and they were all male, female, all the above. Right. So you know, it, it's not anything to do with their sex. It's that when you listen to them talk about what they're sharing right now, that is unique to find, especially in the fitness world. People in the fitness world, they they want to find they they're the they're the like notorious for oh they get into their thing and oh that's they it. get into their camp whether it be CrossFit or whether or it be kettlebells or yeah, bodybuilding yes whatever right. whatever camp even like you know yeah exactly it can be one of those things and then they just they stick in it and I hate that. I mean, people want to do it to me all the time because just because I got into competing, like I'm like now I'm like categorized as the bodybuilder out of us or the the, the yeah. men's physique guy out of yeah, us. Like, yeah. like no, I'm not. I'm really not. I did that. I chose to do that. There's things I love about it, but I'm not in this camp of it. And no. I'm not like team men's physique guys. And this is I'm all about that. Like, no, not at all. And that's what the, what's so unique about it. It's hard to find humans like that. So, I mean, if they were women, it would probably be better. I'd much rather be looking at two good-looking girls that are talking to me right now. But, yeah. unfortunately, I got stuck with these two ugly guys. That, hey. You know, that is, hey, a, that hey, is hey. the reason why, you though. You just gave us a shit sandwich, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> it is a main reason why, uh, why we're together, though. It has nothing to do with that at all. It's that ability to... To be humble like that, to seek, continue to seek knowledge, even when you're full of knowledge already, you're still looking at things that are going to challenge the things that you're promoting and saying versus everybody else wants to take this stance. They they learn a little bit, they get a little bit of schooling, they get a little bit of education, and then all they do is they continue to go deeper into their their realm so they can defend and argue. Mm-hmm. So they so someone could say like, oh, you're into that? Oh, uh, oh well, and then they go back and forth and they have this versus mm-hmm. I'm, we're always trying to expand and learn more and challenge our way of I mean, doing that is one of the reasons why I have vegan days or I have low protein days. It's the whole reason why I ever even embarked on learning about fasting or any of these mm-hmm. types of things. It's These were all counter to everything I had ever learned. And had I not been able to be open to being proven wrong, I'd still be, you know, eating six times a day, feeling shitty and having horrible side effects and not getting very much progress and being a bad and being not as good of a trainer. I would have been stuck in that in that realm. I think at the end of the day, you have to un- you're you're either going to believe one of two things. You're either a going to believe that people are inherently good. Most people are inherently good, okay? Or you're going to believe that most people are inherently bad. Now, I believe most people are inherently good, and my evidence is society. Okay, society wouldn't work if most people were bad. Bottom line, I don't give a shit what government or whatever you put in, in place. If people were bad, 
shit wouldn't work. So there's your evidence right there. Now, knowing that, knowing that people are inherently good, um, I know that when they are preaching something or promoting something, for the most part, for the most part, most people just, they truly believe in what they're saying. So I'm not going to look at that person like they're an asshole. I'm just going to look at them and say, okay, that's what they believe. Let me see if I can understand the way they do. Let Mm -hmm. me see if I can understand why they're so passionate about their belief. Many times I come out of it and say, okay, uh, they're, they're wrong. Uh, I think that they're delusional because they're not open to some to these other things. I think they've been indoctrinated. But every once in a while, every once in a while, I go in and I open my eyes and I come out and I go, holy shit. There's something there. There was something there. They were right. And you know what? It changes me. Yeah. And I love that shit. It's great because I'm yeah, better. you grow. I'm better at the end of the day. Yeah. So listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam at Mind Pump Adam, Justin at Mind Pump Justin. And don't forget to check out mindpumpmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.